Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, and it should be the top story for next week too, Kickstarter Update. The campaign from SRG Universe, Super Show the Comic, issues 3 through 5, that campaign is currently underway. One week has passed. Two weeks remain. The campaign closes December 11th, Sunday at noon Eastern Time. As of right now, the current total pledged is $12,160 from 138 backers. On last week's show, when I last talked about this Kickstarter, we had not yet reached the fully funded goal. We had 24 hours to fully fund the campaign to unlock Fireflash. As of midnight on the first day, we had not unlocked Fireflash, but by the next morning, with some hours to spare, the $10,000 goal was hit. Fireflash has been unlocked. As I'm recording this, like I just mentioned, we're slightly over 12,000. I have seen the pledged goal at one point at $12,200, I think slightly above $200. It has gone down since last I checked, but we've been hovering around the 12,100 to 12,200 mark for the past few days. Because we hit 12,000, we did unlock the next funding goal. That next funding goal was to get a singles version of D2 back in the game. So, at this point, assuming the funding does not drop below $12,000, we have unlocked in the campaign four competitor sets. Two from pre-launch goals, D1 and D3, one from the fully funded goal, Fireflash, and one from the $12,000 hammers down goal, as they're calling it, D2. The next funding goal, $15,000, Attack of the Freak Show, three new cards unlocked. It's hard to read them on the graphic, but from what I've been able to see, they're similar to cards like 3-4 Punch. They're leads where if another lead is in play and it's a very particular lead, it gives you a boost to a skill, and the card is also considered a follow-up. That's the $15,000 funding goal. At $16,000, some art prints get unlocked. And then the next competitor unlock goal is $20,000. It's the Double Vision Tag Team Competitor set. Now, last year, and I kept saying last year. It actually is last year. It was last September, a year ago September, was the previous Kickstarter comic. In that last campaign, the funding 
stopped. The highest pledge total stopped over $19,000. We did not hit $20,000 in the Comet campaign. So I don't know if we'll hit it here. Right now, we've installed, like I said, around 12000 I don't know if there's going to be a huge motivation to get up to twenty. As far as what's being pledged right now, I'm just going to give you the pledges from the top four, the 80, the 200, the 500, and the 900. At the $80 tier, there are currently 58 backers. At the $200 tier, there are currently 10 backers. At the $500 tier, the spotlight tier, the half-page spotlight tier. And I need to make a correction here. I misunderstood the way this worked when I was talking about it last week. For the half-page spotlights and the full-page spotlights, in addition to getting the spotlight in the comic, you will also get a cameo slot. So there are 29 cameo slots. 20 in the cameo-specific slot, 6 in the half-page spotlight, 3 in the full-page spotlight. But back to the half-page spotlight. Currently, 4 people have backed at the half-page, and currently, no one has backed at the full-page. There are no full-page backers. We'll see if people decide to jump on and fill up any of those spots, because again, 10 cameos remain. Two half-page spotlights, all three full-page spotlights remain. And that's a significant chunk. The full-page spotlights represent a potential $2,700. The half-page spotlights, that's another 1000 And then the 10 remaining cameo spots at $200 a spot, that's 2000 If those remaining high-dollar tier pledges were to fill up, that would be, I believe, $4,700. That would get us, at this point, the $15,000 and the $16,000 funding goals. Will that happen? It remains to be seen. That's where we are with the funding goals. Let's talk about the community stretch goals. There are four community stretch goals. The first one, spreading the news, unlocks a promo when there have been 300 social media shares. What we have to share for this is a post pinned to the SRG Universe Facebook page, not the discussion group, the Facebook page. As of right now, there are currently 44 shares. To hit the goal of 300, we would need an additional 256 shares. That is entirely possible with 138 backers. If each one of those backers shared twice, we would hit the goal. If only half of those backers shared four times in the next two weeks, we would hit the goal. It's an obtainable goal the only thing really holding us back from reaching that goal is participation. We just need people sharing to break that goal. Next goal, the tagging goal. Same post we're supposed to share, 
tag a friend on Facebook 200 times, we'll unlock a promo card. As of right now, there are 19 comments on that page. I can tell you from looking at it, three of those comments, I believe, aren't going to count as tags. So we have 16 tags, meaning we need 184 tags to unlock this. Is it something we can do? I believe it is. Again, we just need people to actually make the tags. Kickstarter backers. We need 200. We sit at 138. We need 62 more backers to hit that goal. That unlocks three promo cards. That's the biggest from what I can tell. All the others look like they're just one promo. This one, 200 backers will get us three promos. Finally, the last community goal, Talk of a Town. 300 comments on the Kickstarter page will unlock an alternate art card. As of right now, there are 64 comments. We need 236 again. All of these goals, there's no money that has to be paid out to reach. The social media share goal, the tag goal, the comment goal. Those, I think, as long as people just participate, we should be able to reach those. The backer goal, it's just going to depend. Maybe there'll be another big wave of backers and they'll hit 200. Who knows? That's the one that, to me, is the hardest to obtain. But the other three should be able to be obtained with no problem. That's going to do it for the update on the Kickstarter. With one exception, I'll touch on this briefly. There was a bit of controversy when people learned that the exclusive Kickstarter card at the $80 and above tier, so this is at the $80 tier, $200, 500 and 900 is going to be a valiant spectacle. Steve has come out and addressed that. It's just going to be a slightly different version of a spectacle that will come out. The one that's going to be Kickstarter exclusive, Valiant Spectacle, tosses a pretzel, will be once per match, when your opponent has more cards in their hand than you, your opponent flips two cards, then bury one card in your opponent's discard pile. You make them flip, then you choose what gets buried. Apparently there will be another version of this card, non-Kickstarter exclusive, not with the art, but it might be flip one card instead of flipping two cards. Again, until it actually comes out, nothing is guaranteed. But that's what they've talked about. It will actually have the same name. It will also be tossed as a pretzel. Per the current rules on Spectacles, you can have both versions if you own both versions available to you, and you can choose which one to use in the situation you want. And then... If you pledge with the $200, $500, or $900 tier, the Spotlight tiers, or the Cameo tier, you're going to get an alternate art, throws cornbread from the crowd, Newman Spectacle. The art is going to change on this. The art that's currently pictured on Kickstarter will be replaced with art featuring Sherry Von Danish, who famously baked the cornbread. That was thrown by Sammy Callahan, I believe, at Tony Gunn at 
and I want to say this was the Matt Stevens Memorial Tournament that Louisville Super Show put on at Comic Book World. I could be wrong on my history, but I believe that was the event where this incident took place. That's the Kickstarter update. Again, social media goals still need to be reached, but I believe we absolutely can reach those goals. The biggest thing holding it back is lack of participation. If you've pledged the Kickstarter, please just make quick posts, comments, tags to just get us over the hump. You know, the more cards we unlock in the Kickstarter, the higher the value our pledges are. That's going to do it for the Kickstarter. I'll update on the Kickstarter next week. PAX Unplugged. I haven't really talked about PAX Unplugged. It's this weekend coming up, December 2nd through the 4th. Unfortunately, I will not be there. Super Show the Game will be. They're going to have a booth. From what I understand, they don't have dedicated play space. So as far as events, there are no official events. They might be doing pickup events. I know they're going to try to run a Play Pure Championship Tournament. So another Play Pure Tournament. The current champion is Chili Danny Thunder. I'm not sure if he'll be at PAX Unplugged. If he is, he'll get to use that Play Pure Championship entrance card in the tournament. If he's not, he will vacate because the Play Pure Tournament Championship is more like a king of the ring. If you're in it, you get to use it. If you're in the tournament, you get to use the championship belt. But if you're not, you just vacate, and then they crown a winner. Outside of that one tournament we know is going to happen, we know there are going to be some promos. We know there are going to be some exclusive playmats. They've shown the playmats. I believe Steve Resk has gone live on the Facebook discussion group, showing the playmats. As far as the promo cards and new releases, we don't know what those are. We will have to wait and see what happens. I don't know how much of that is going to be available on the website. Hopefully quite a bit. I will say this. Let me give you this information. If you do want to go, to PAX Unplugged. First, cost. You have to buy badges. As of right now, it looks like they have not sold out of any badges. Prices will go up after December 1st. You have till December 1st, midnight, meaning right before December 2nd starts, to buy your badge at the current rate. Here are the current rates. You can buy a three-day badge for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, $78. So basically, these are buying right before the convention starts. Essentially, if you are buying in person, you have to pay the higher rate. But $78 for three days. For a single-day badge, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, they're all the same, $37. Sunday is Kids Day, $12. If you're buying essentially day of, $80 for three-day badge, $39 for single-day badges, $14 for the kids' day badge. The convention will open 
Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 10 a.m. all three days. It'll run till midnight, Friday and Saturday. It'll run till 6 p.m. Sunday. COVID policy. You are required to be fully vaccinated, meaning two doses of a two-dose vaccine, one dose of a one-dose vaccine, no boosters required. And you must wear a mask while you are there. The mask requirements are the same as they had at places like Origins and Gen Con. Well-fitting, face covering, no neck gaiters, nothing with any kind of valve on it. All of this information is currently on the website for PAX Unplugged, so if you want to know more, check that out. I did not look into any exemptions regarding vaccines. They do have on their website you cannot present a negative COVID test, but nothing more in-depth than that. So if you have any special requirements and you're going to go to PAX Unplugged, reach out first and find out. You will be required to present proof of vaccination when you attend. And that's all I have for PAX Unplugged. Black Friday sale. Currently on Supershowthegame.com, they are running a Black Friday sale. You can use code BLACKFRIDAY2022, no spaces, doesn't have to be capitalized, 2022 are the numbers 2022, those four digits. If you use this code, you will receive 25% off anything on the website with the exception of events, gift cards, and creating your own sleeves. So this will work on creating cards or competitors. The sale will run until the end of Monday, November 28th. Also. At the same time, there is currently another coupon code, Rising Star, for the Rising Star Tournament. It will get you 10% off your purchases, and it will help increase the prize pool for the Rising Star Tournament coming up. You can use these two coupon codes together. This can give you up to a combined 35% off on your purchases. So, through the 28th, remember to use both. Help increase the prize pool for Rising Stars. Get the discount. They're both out there. They're both available. I haven't seen anything saying they're going to turn one off. So, as far as I know, both still good. You can use both. I have confirmed that they both work. There were a couple of featured matches this week that I'm aware of. Both matches took place Wednesday after Talk of the Universe. Two championships on the line. The first, the LFF Trios Championship. The champion going in, Brian Waitford Schmidt, playing as the Brain Trust, took on fellow member of the Brain Trust, Practicite, playing as the family. This was a very lopsided match. The roles pretty much throughout the match favored practice And at crowd meter zero, he hits the finish and wins. He's the new LFF 
trios champion. Following up this match, the United States Championship was on the line. The champion, Simon Davner, with the new version of Brian Cage, took on Hold the Line Harry, playing as Alexander Slamilton, in another lopsided match with most of the roles favoring Hold the Line Harry. And at crowd meter zero, he hits the finish and becomes the new United States champion. So congratulations to both new champions, Practice Sight and Hold the Line Harry. And with that, that's going to do it for the main news stories from this week. Let's talk about the online and in-person tournaments I have results for. We only had two online tournaments this week. We did not have one on Thursday because Thursday was Thanksgiving. We had one on Monday. Monday night consigliere fights hosted by the consigliere to the SRG BOSS, Brian Waitford-Schmidt. There were 12 players in the Monday night tournament. Group stage tournament. Three groups. Four players per group. Top two from each group advanced into the top cut. Six-player top cut, they decide that they are going to have two triad matches to determine the finalists. And from what I understand, because we also have a third-place match, these must have been elimination triad matches. Otherwise, I don't know how you get to a top four. Unless, essentially, the person who did not get pinned was considered to be in the top four. These were also dark matches, meaning that the discard piles were not public knowledge. You could not see, you could not ask what was in the discard pile of your opponents in the triad matches. The finals match ends up being a Psycho Circus match. I don't know about the third place match. It makes sense it would also be Psycho Circus. The top four here were in fourth place, playing as Lorenzo Manicotti, Ken Fouché. In third place, playing as Press 1P, Press 1P himself. The finalists were Chris Pate as Giadillas Muertos and the Cannoli as Pixel. With the winner, the Cannoli is Pixel. Congratulations to the Cannoli for winning Monday Night Consigliere fights. That brings us to Friday night. Friday night, the SRG BOSS hosts a triad qualifier. 21 players in this tournament, three groups, seven players per group, top three from each group, advance into the top cut. All of the matches in the group stage are singles matches. All of the matches in the top cut are triad matches. This is the way I understand the tournament. If I am wrong, I apologize, but this is the way I understand it. Singles matches in the group stages, top three from each group advance, so we have nine players in the top cut. Three triad in the semifinals. And then the winners of those three matches face each other in a triad match. The three winners were 
Swaggy D as Jamie Lynn Senegal, Time Bomb Tim as Ellis Taylor, and Zach Atchley as the Rising Sun. I believe this match only goes to Crowd Meter 1, the winner, and as a result of winning, will be a contender for the LFF Triad Championship. The winner is Zach Atchley. Congratulations to Zach Atchley. He takes the final contender spot for the Triad Championship. The current champion who won last week, I believe, on Sunday Night Fights is the Cannoli. The other contender is Brian Waitfort Schmidt. So the Cannoli versus Brian Waitfort Schmidt versus Zach Ashley for the Triad Championship will take place at some point in the future. Date and time has not been announced yet. But be on the lookout for that match. That is the next match for the LFF Triad Championship. I have one local tournament result to report. Misos Games, that is the Louisville, Kentucky group, sent me the results of their round-robin tournament today. They only had four players, three rounds, everybody played everybody. The winner going undefeated in this tournament, accompanied by Mila Mai, playing as his own creation, Wooly Bully, the phenomenal one, Kirk Polka. Congratulations to Kirk Polka for winning this event. The other event that I'm aware of, and I only have partial results on this, if during the editing process I get the final results, I will tack those on to the end of the show. Super Show Fall Brawl at Highlander Games taking place right now. There were two events. The first was a Grand Battle Tournament where the winner of the tournament will be able to create a card and super show the game. They had 15 players. The first round, three pods, five players per pod playing under grand battle rules. Winner from each pod goes on to the finals. The three winners were Thebes playing as the Sheeple's champion, Le Penguin, playing as Mr. Pop and Twist, and Empress playing as Mallory the Destroyer. In this final match, they played under a hybrid of Grand Battle and Main Event rules. So they were using the Main Event crowd meter plus the Grand Battle rules. So there were bump outs, cards with over the top of the name counted as finishes. Just a hybrid of those two particular rule sets. The first player eliminated, and this was an elimination finals, was Thebes. So it came down to Empress versus Le Penguin. And the winner, I believe at crowd meter four, was Empress. Congratulations to Empress. She will be able to make a card in Super Show the Game. Afterwards, they announced there's going to be a singles tournament. You're going to be using the same deck that you used in the Grand Battle Tournament. And the winner will get a shot at the LFF Tri-State Champion. The current champion 
Press 1P is there. He is there. He is playing in the event. So it is likely that championship match will happen after the singles event. As I'm recording this, that event is ongoing. So if I can give you the results before this is released, I will give you those results. While I was editing, we got results for the final singles event and more from Fall Brawl. Some news broke, and I forgot something I wanted to mention. Let me start with what I forgot first. I talked last week about a post Catalyst Wrestling put up, SRG Universe retweeted, about a special Black Friday sale. That sale is this. The Catalyst Wrestling box sets are on sale 50% off, $20 a box set, through Catalyst Wrestling. If you go to Catalyst Wrestling's website, they are selling it through their shop. I found it easier to go to Twitter, to go to the SRG Universe Twitter, or you could go to Catalyst Wrestling's Twitter. There's a post with a QR code on it. I scanned the QR code. That took me directly to the website where you can purchase. There were troubles earlier with the purchasing. Eventually those got worked out, and I have confirmation. You can buy the Catalyst Wrestling box sets as long as they remain in stock through Catalyst Wrestling for $20 a box set. That is much cheaper than they have been offered anywhere else. The pre-order that SRG Universe did had them $40 a set. This is half that. So if you want a Catalyst Wrestling box set, this is the best way to get it. I recommend you take advantage of that if you want that box set. There are some very good competitors in that box set. Six singles and a tornado tag and two pretty good decks. Both exactly the same. Not quite as good as the decks from the New South Pro Wrestling box set, but not very far off. Still pretty good decks, so I'd recommend those. That's what I forgot. The breaking news. This is PAX Unplugged news. There has been an ongoing tournament to determine the next contender for the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. Last I checked, that tournament is still going on. But one team played their match, finished their match, significantly earlier than the other teams. That team is Philadelphia. So Philadelphia, Friday night, will get a shot at the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. Philadelphia, the team of Simon Davner and Brett Farias, will take the Shadow Phoenix and John Gargano, and they will go up against Big Match Pete and his partner, fellow higher-class faction mate, through Freebird rules, Loudmouth Leo Larynx will attempt to defend the championship. They will be playing as Kenta and Big Bad Bobby D. I'm not sure who is playing what competitor exactly, but those are the team members, those are the competitors, and so the higher class team will take on challengers 
Philadelphia. Finally, the final results from Fall Brawl. I gave you the results from the Grand Battle portion. Afterwards, they had that singles tournament. In the singles tournament, there were 16 players. They played four rounds of Swiss, and afterwards they cut to a top eight. It was single elimination in the top eights. New York rules in each match of the top cut. The finalists were Matt Barone and the older Mulholland, which I believe, but could not get confirmation, I believe the older Mulholland is Scott Mulholland. The winner of this tournament, going undefeated through the tournament, Matt Barone. So Matt Barone, playing as Mr. Pop and Twist, takes on Press 1P, playing as the newest version of Alien Invader, in a New York Rules match for the LFF Tri-State Championship. The match, of course, starts at Crowd Meter 1, and it does not go beyond Crowd Meter 1. The winner, who never triggered his gimmick once in the match, is Press 1P. Press 1P successfully retains. He's still the LFF Tri-State Champion. Congratulations to him. And that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I have no news about upcoming tournaments for this week, but Monday night there's usually something, Thursday night there's usually something, Tuesday night there's usually dojo. With there being a convention this weekend, any weekend play is up in the air. But if you're looking for online play, those are things you can look for, be on the lookout for. Supershowthegame.com. They usually start posting things Monday. Outside of that, I'd like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.